Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey guys, thank you for joining me this week. I so appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that I had an opportunity to spend time with my friend, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. You know, it's so funny. Obviously, anytime it goes back really deep into my past, you can hear it in my voice. I'm just like girl fanning. I'm like, okay, this is great. Just be to hang out, catch up and see what's happening in life. That's kind of what I felt like with Jen. So I thank you guys for indulging me, <laughs> allowing me to just kind of hang out and get some chit chat time. But Jennifer, thank you. Thank you for opening up your life, sharing your story with us, some of your story. I know it's just a little bits and pieces of a, of a whole gigantic photograph. You know, with Jennifer's story, and a lot of you commented on it, it's just real stuff, real people. All the way from the Prince t-shirt, she is a Prince fanatic. And the fact that she married one is so God. (laughs) You know, that God would truly give us the desires of our hearts, all the way down to who the entertainers are that we love and adore. So I was just tickled pink when she popped on the the screen and had on Purple Rain t-shirt. I had forgotten that she was such an avid fan that, oh my goodness, we thought she was going to marry Prince. (laughs) Instead, she married a Prince fan. So there you have it. Anyway, you know what I loved most about the comments that came this way um, regarding Jennifer's testimony, just jumping in, was um, people talked about, man, it's okay to live life. I mean, it's one of those things. It's simple. You know it, but... As Christians, we can get caught up in crazy things, crazy thinking sometimes. Like we have to stop doing this or we need to be like that in order to be accepted. And maybe that's true in the Christian world, but is that true of God? That is the question. And I think those two, I I, I think we've gotten confused. I think we've gotten so busy trying to make sure we appeal to the Christian world. What the pastor or the pastor's wife, not me, but the pastor's wife thinks about us and would say about us. And it keeps us from being authentic in who we are, you know? And what I loved about Jennifer testimony, you just hear it in her voice. You know what? She says, you know, I'm just gonna go after it. And if God doesn't want me to do it, he'll close the door. What if we thought that way? You know, now I'm not talking about ridiculous things. You know, I'm going to go do drugs until God tells me not to. That's dumb. That's obviously not what we're talking about. But God gave her a talent. So it's not like you become a Christian and you have to hang that talent up unless God so calls you to do so. So to see her enjoying her life is beautiful. That's why I said I just think it's so amazing that we can really kind of rekindle our youth to some degree 
because most of us become, we became Christians a little bit later in life, not everybody, but we kind of, we had dreams and passions and, 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 and visions for our lives early on. And then we, we, we kind of let it morph into something that we thought would be a little bit more palatable to the Christian world. And I wonder if that was of God or not of God. You know, so to see her deciding, you know what, let me, let me see, Shrek, there's a role in there for an old woman. I can be Shrek's mama. Let me go for it. Why not? Why not? If nothing else, it's for the joy of saying, I tried and either I did or I didn't get the role, but I tried it and I enjoyed it. I loved it when she said she went to this audition, she did her thing and she just laughed throughout the whole thing. Why not? I, I don't know. I think we, we've ceased to enjoy life in certain areas of life. You know, doesn't mean that we're sad. It doesn't mean we're all, you know, downcast and long-faced. But I wonder, how long has it been since you had one of those hearty laughs where you laugh so hard you just start crying? I love that. I, 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 I do that all the time. My friends know that's who BJ is. <laughs> That's when you know you really know BJ. But I, I, I love that. I think that's what we captured in her um, in her testimony was that she's just decided that she was going to love life. You know, I think she even started the whole thing off by saying, you know what, joy is real. Joy is evident. Doesn't mean that things are great and going the way I want them to, but joy is real and evident in my life. And that's even after all of the ups and downs. You know, isn't that a wonderful way to see things? If we can say joy is evident in my life, even after all of the ups and downs. You know, we've gone through some incredible ups and downs, all of us. Every one of us can get on this microphone and talk about the incredible ups and downs of our lives. But wow. To be able to see it through a lens of joy is quite amazing. I thought about, um, there's a passage of scripture, I think it's Isaiah 61, 3, where it says, the garment of praise will lift the spirit of heaviness. That is it. That's what I felt from Jennifer. It was this garment of praise. And because she was praising God through it all, I praise God for opening the door for me to go on stage again. I praise God for this, this new husband that God put into my life, walked into my life five years ago. I, I, I praise God for my children as they try to figure out where they're, where they're going in life and, and their different twists and turns in the countries that they're in. I praise God for, and I just felt that throughout her testimony. And because of that, it lifted the spirit of heaviness. You know, if you think about all the various things that she was saying, there could have been, probably should have been, a spirit of heaviness. You know, I, I knew Jennifer with her first husband, and you know, she said, we tried, and we just went in different directions. We couldn't make it work. For many of us, that, that would bring about a spirit of heaviness. You know, you have three children together, you're trying to do this, and you're watching your marriage fall apart, you're watching ministry 
uh, doors close on you, that's a spirit of heaviness. It's very easy. You know, Jennifer mentioned it to to go and finally, you know what, I'm just going to retire here on the back row. (laughs) She said when she got to the new city, she just sat on the back row. That's about all she had. But somewhere along the way, she learned to put on that garment of praise. And my God, did it lift that spirit of heaviness. You don't hear it in her story. You don't hear it in her heart. Said even she and her ex-husband, they have a great relationship. Obviously, the kids have a relationship with their dad as well as their mom. Isn't that what faith is supposed to feel like, look like, smell like the aroma of Christ? That's what it made me think of, guys. It is not about being on this planet and not going through hard times. None of us can escape heaviness. None of us can escape the heaviness of our lives, whether it's something that we personally have to deal with, something our children have to deal with, something we're going through in our marriages. But God says the answer is to put on a garment of praise. What are you praising God for? What comes out of your mouth when you find yourself just praising God? I think that's why we landed on God is. When she said God is, and sometimes it's just God is, period. Ah, that is so good. I mean, think about it. What would you use? What would you, how would you fill in the blank? of God is, and that's going to be different for everyone. But I wonder how often do we really stop and think about what is God for me? Because what God is for me, he may not be for someone else. You know, I I work with my little kids in children's ministry and you're teaching them, you know, God is good. God is great. (laughs) You know, there's that, what is that little prayer? God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. And they learned that prayer. Just, you know, this is what we're going to pray. But I wonder as grown-ups, as quote-unquote mature Christians, how many of us are still saying and praying, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. In other words, it's just by rote. It's just what we say. It doesn't really mean anything deeply. doesn't mean we don't believe it. But it's still simply what we say. So if I say God is my protection, it's because BJ's been in some stuff. Someone who's never been in some stuff, trapped in something, would not have the same passion and understanding of that as BJ has because she understands what it is to need God's protection. When you say God is my all in all, okay, well, what what is that? Are they just words? He is my all in all. I learned that, I don't know, I'm gonna say I learned that probably about five, six years ago. And I've been a Christian much longer than that. But it wasn't until BJ did not know where to turn. She didn't know where a check was coming from, didn't know where she was gonna be sleeping, didn't know what she was gonna do for her kids, 
that's when God became my all in all. Because BJ no longer had the solution. So guys, I'm asking you, think about it this week. How would you fill in the blank? Not based on songs that you have heard, not based on things you've heard the preacher say, but based on the things that you have gone through, things that you have endured in your life. Let that be the thing that determines who God is to you because that can never be shaken. It can't be taken away. You know, we talked about, Jennifer kept saying, reinventing yourself. She said, you gotta gotta reinvent myself. And she said, I looked at you and I went, shoot, BJ did it. (laughs) She kept saying BJ did it or BJ's doing it at different times, which was convicting in a good way. Just made me stop and remind myself that people are always watching. I don't do it for the people. I don't want you to do it for the people, but I think we should always be aware that people are watching us. Our example matters. It makes a difference. So look at your own life. Look at where you are. Look at the things you do and go, if someone is watching me, am I producing a life that I want them to imitate? Am I producing a life that God wants them even better to imitate? Because people are indeed watching. But if you look at your own life and go, when was the last time I I allowed God to reinvent me? Or am I still living the same life that I lived 20, 30, 40 years ago? Even five years ago. You know, Jennifer talked about as we were, I don't know if it made it into the podcast or not, we were talking about this holistic approach to uh, just life and well-being and health and all of that. And it just made me stop and think, you know, we are living organisms. That means we're constantly changing, we're growing, we're, we should be reinventing every day if we want to think of it that way. Every day is a new day. But I think we still sing the same song, we pray the same prayer, we dance the same dance. And I wonder if we're missing out. What if, like a plant or like a tree, you bloomed, but you bloomed differently this season than you did last season? You know how some seasons a plant will bloom and other times it won't, but it doesn't mean it's dead, it's just dormant. There's work being done under the scenes. I wonder if some of us are forcing ourselves to be when God is really still in holding us in development. So I just wonder, it's just, it's one of those testimonies that just made me kind of stop and, and, and ponder some things. One of the things though that you guys did write in about was, and it's funny because Jennifer's husband popped his head in and just said, oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> On that same thing was when I mentioned that God fills us up with all sorts of gifts and possibilities, and it's up to us as far as what we choose to do with it. You know, and I I said, I don't want to die saying, I wish I had, or what if I? So I really want to challenge us today and just go, you know what, is there anything you're sitting on 
But God is saying, I'm not stopping you, but you're stopping you. Why are you pausing at this juncture? We can take our fears, we can take our trepidations, and we can put that on God and say, no, God doesn't want me to. Is that true? Or is that an excuse for us not to try? I mentioned that I want to die empty. Isn't that the point, right? We think about it. Jesus poured himself out. He died empty. Paul, he died empty. Stephen, empty. Peter, empty. If we go through just person after person after person in scripture, you find that those who were living this life truly on the edge for or with God died empty because there is literally nowhere for you to take it with you. What are we waiting for? You know, what What really? What are we waiting for? What are we holding on to? And I say that not even just from a spiritual point of view, but just a life point of view. You know, you start looking at, you reach a certain stage in life, <laughs> like myself, and you start looking at, um, okay, where will I be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? People are living so much longer. But you start to worry about things, you know? You start thinking, well, maybe I should hold on to this and make sure this can stretch this far. And, uh, you know, there's wisdom. Obviously, there's wisdom and in, in Let's be wise. Let's make sure you can take care of yourself and take care of your family. But sometimes we can invest so much in worldly things, whether it's finances, career, titles, whatever the case may be. At the end, when your life is over, your life is over and all of this stuff that you've accumulated all this stuff that you've invested so much effort and, and heart and, and everything into, it can't go with you. So if you're wise, you die empty. Why not leave behind? My husband's been talking about legacy a lot. Why not leave behind a legacy that will feed someone else so that they can continue to live life beyond you? You know, we're in a time, we're in a world right now where it's really all about you. <laughs> Everything is designed that way. It's all about me. If it's not about me, then I'm not interested. <laughs> but that's just the opposite of what God calls us to. What if we lived life, honestly, as though it wasn't all about us? What can I leave behind? that will allow the next person to do greater things than me. Think about it. Wow. Who cares if people remember my name when I'm gone? I won't know anything about it. <laughs> but yet, I spend, we spend so much time, we invest so much time and energy into trying to build this lasting, you know, oh, people have to know me. And I'm going, why? 
Why? Out of all the billions or millions, I don't even know how many people on the face of this earth or have passed through. Those whose names we remember, let's say they were superstars or great athletes or whatever, it's really just a small, small handful in comparison to the number of people who have passed through this earth. So that tells me very few of us will be remembered by the masses. Honestly, very few of us. So that really shouldn't be the goal, but somebody should remember who you are. Someone's life should be greater because you lived. That's what I want us to look at today. Am I allowing myself to be poured out, to be a drink offering? Am I allowing myself to be the vessel that God can use to do whatever it is he so chooses to do with it? Guys, I don't know about you. I'm, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of fighting the direction that God is trying to take my life. I, I, I really mean that. I feel like if God is this master artist and the pencil is in his hand and he's sketching this beautiful work of art and then BJ steps in somewhere along the way, places her hand on top of his and tries to sketch it in a different direction. I think I've done that most of my life. And I can honestly say collectively, <laughs> God and I have done an okay job of putting together this photograph, but it's just that, an okay job. If I really stop and look at my life, I can look at the beginning stages of life in which BJ was, she was freelancing. She was hand drawing her own photograph. God's hand was nowhere in it. <laughs> and then I can see in the middle somewhere, God began to draw it. And then I began to share that responsibility with him. <laughs> That's no good either. And then somewhere along the way, I realized if I take my hand off, he would create a masterpiece, more breathtaking than I can even imagine. I've decided to take my hand off and let God simply draw his picture. He knows what he needs BJ to look like. He knows how she's supposed to fit in his story. So anything that I can do will simply be hindering where he's trying to take me. Because quite honestly, God is. And like I said, we can all fill in the blank for ourselves. He is the master. He is perfection. He is my all in all. Guys, we've got to decide who is he for me. I am so excited about who my God is for me. He may not fit that description for all of you, 
but his description for me should make my heart smile. When you think of God, does he make your heart smile? If he doesn't, you've allowed someone else to describe your God for you. Take time this week, honestly. Look over your life, however many years you have been here. God has shown himself as someone very special and someone very unique for you. Now it's time for you to answer the question for yourself. Not the way mom would answer it or my husband would answer it or for yourself based on all that he's done with you and for you, all that he's carried you through, all that he's held you together in. You answer the question, God is, and you watch your heart smile. Guys, I love you. I pray that everyone will feel that mm, irreplaceable, irremovable, that God is experience that I can't even put words on. You too can feel that, but you have to first stop, personalize it, spend time, and allow yourself to answer the question boldly, my God is. Until next week, everyone, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.